Welcome, my friends, to Scrimeer of the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we are on a tight deadline today. No, we're if, not. I have a meeting in two hours. I mean, we have to do two hours to record a 40-minute podcast. A tight deadline. Knowing how you and I get stuff done, Dennis, we're on a tight deadline. Well, we got a hard once, out in two hours. Once you and I start recording, we're good to go. That is true, actually. It's yeah, the no. pitter-patter beforehand. It's, which usually... So so what happens is, to give, we'll, we'll, we'll open the curtain here a little bit. Dennis and I will be like, right, let's record at one. Okay. Both come on the... Well, I'll be there at one o'clock. Dennis, 18 minutes past. And and then we sit for about an hour and just just catch up and chat a little bit. You know, got a lot to get across. Got a lot to, should, uh, a lot to talk set, about. You should set an extra clock on your phone for DST, which is just eighteen minutes behind. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> DST, <laughs> Dennis Standard Time. Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, um, a lot to get through today. We've got a lot of Emma the asshole questions. We've got some. We've actually got a customer service for, uh, uh, complaint that we've got to deal with. I thought it was yeah, important. We'll get to that towards the tail end of the show. That's okay. Yeah, we, I thought it was important to get a you know a high one of the fat cats from uh, CFB mm. to come and answer that. One of the senior uh, staff to to get a, to answer that. Get but up Dennis, my Apple box in the town square and address the issue. Can I read you? This is ridiculous. Can I promise you this is not, right? This is not. We've got to do the after channel fireball. Uh-huh. Unless you have gone and posted this on the Discord under a pseudonym here. This is like when you see those, like an ad for a new light bulb and the little disclaimer comes to the top and they're like, these are not actors. And I see yeah. people be more excited about a light bulb than I've ever been excited for anything in my entire life. This is too perfect. This is like when, you you know, you listen to the radio and it's one of those staged, like it's a radio ad, it's stage conversation. It's like someone goes, hey, Dennis, no oh, time to chat. I've got to tell you about Shoe Warehouse because they're just having a, like... Which is, we should just do one of those. Riley, i got no time to chat. i got all this. I've had to spend ages to organize my magic collection, so I submitted it as a buy list. <laughs> Dennis, you're such an idiot because there's a better way to do this. And this is what Plop15 wrote in. I'm going to read. This is, this is an actual advice question. An actual advice question posed Ver- on... Verbatim. Posed on the Discord. <clears throat> Plop15. Hey, guys. I'm looking to sell a lot of my cards and only, and only have a few decks. I want to sell to Channel Fireball, but this is going to be a massive order, like over 2,000 cards probably, and I've never sold any cards before online. How should I do this? I've looked at the buy list and it seems like I have to individually put in every card. Is there an easier way? There are also <laughs> things like I have two mana vaults that I bought for Commander, but they're old cards and I don't know what edition they are. If I accidentally list the wrong edition, will my order not go through? Dennis, Wondrous. if only, if only there was some way, if only there were some new, like brand new promotion that Channel Let me Fireball tell you had folks started. About Ubox We Buy. If you go to channelfireball.com slash Ubox We Buy, you can find out. Just put them in a box, mate. If the card's on the buy list, we'll offer you the full buy list price at the time of submission. If the card isn't on the buy list, they have like a bulk pricing thing for that kind of stuff. They don't really want commons and uncommons, but if it's, if it's got a little gold stamp on it, they'll take it, baby. Good to go. To to 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 cards, doesn't matter. You ship it in, they make an offer, take it or leave it. We'll ship it back to you, no charge if you don't want it. If you do want it, 30% store credit bonus applies. Take all the hassle out of buy listing cards. Yeah, I like the, uh, there's a little tagline on all the ads that says, zero hassle, also zero risk, which Mm. is uh, an important part of it. And I think that's, uh, you know, if you've got two mana vaults and you send one in and it's like, it's on the buy list, and then the other one like, oh, we can't find it. Well, bulk, (laughs) that's not going to happen to you. No. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, he's under a $50 card. Well, you know, th- that's the equivalent of, you know, when you're at the supermarket and something doesn't scan and you go, oh, I guess if it doesn't scan, it's free. It's like, no, that's never worked. That's not how it works. Like, CFB aren't going to do that to your cards. Like, oh, can't find this weird Mana Vault promo you've got. <laughs> guess it's free. Like, that's not how it works. Really, you never replied to Plot 15 telling them it was open to everyone now. Oh, sorry, Dennis. I didn't. I didn't do the the viral marketing, uh, the the grassroots marketing for CFB. While Dennis does that, I want to um, I want to talk about something else though. And this is maybe something that Dennis shouldn't. Uh, Dennis, just don't listen to this bit because <clears throat> Plop Fifteen has discovered an infinite money glitch What's on that? CFB. Because Plop15 writes in says, <clears throat> in, as, a, as an addendum to this question, also Channel Fireball gives you bonus store credit back. So what's stopping me from selling everything for store credit and then buying like some dual lands and selling them to Channel Fireball again and profiting like 15% or whatever? Is that a bad idea? I, I feel like it has to be bad somehow, but I don't know. Infinite money glitch. You I mean, sell the cards for, for <laughs> store credit, right? You use the store credit to buy more cards. Shut sell it down. Them for store cre- Shut it down. Oh, Plops found Plops found the infinite money glitch. What this were we is, thinking? We always yeah. I told them I told them we can't have the buy list price be the same as the sale price, and they laughed at me, Riley. <laughs> Look at him now. Yeah, now this is like in D and D three point five edition, where I've, I've told you about the infinite money glitch in D and D three point five. No, um, uh, a ladder is I think like a silver piece, right? One mm-hmm. silver piece, but a ten foot pole 
is five silver pieces. So you get the ladder, you break it in half, right? You go from one silver piece to then having 10 silver pieces, plus you've got firewood, which sells for a copper. So just buy infinite ladders. As many ladders as you can buy, infinite money glitch in D&D. D&D 3.5 edition. They patched it in D&D 5th. They patched it. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, You're limited by the amount of ladders, by A, the amount of ladders the store has, and B, the amount of poles it wants. (laughs) No, this is, these aren't, this is is like an NPC in a a video game. NPCs in video games, they all empty out their inventory. It's like, oh yes, you've got 4,000 copper pots. Yes, I'll buy every single one of them. Beautiful, you know. Yeah, anyway, I'm sorry, Plot 15, but the buy list price and the sale price are not quite the same. To not quite the same. Because of not quite the same. This, essentially, yeah. They, they did think of that. They did patch the infinite money glitch. Um, now, if you uh, get the 30% CFB. store credit bonus, you might actually be getting there. You'd be getting close. You, it's not, you know, again, I refer You'd people to the story. you turning postage costs into store credit at possibly a favorable <laughs> margin. So, I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the CFB, like futures market hasn't hasn't quite developed to the point where you can you can you know trade buy sell and trade in in cfb store credit it's not now like you, a would order, you would order the, the, the card right you order your underground c let's say yeah and you'd put the address of the warehouse as the delivery address yes and you would immediately submit a buy list and be yes. like it's just in the loading bay go get it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my bo- my my box you sell can or whatever can be found in the CFP outgoing mails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go and get it. Yeah. Oh well, plot fifteen didn't quite put together the infinite money glitch, but still Close. set us up for the easiest ad read we've ever done. Our entire life. I, like I'm not joking about it. You box we buy is, I, I think a game changer. It's a game changer. Genuinely, if you're it, sitting at home, put your cards in a box, ship them to Channel Fireball, they will buy them from you. I've I've sold a bunch of cards to CFB via the buy list. It was fine. It was an afternoon of work. Like I had mm. to go through and load things. Always into is. It always and is. Order that sort of stuff. Until right? now. Now, shoebox, mate. Shoebox cards. Off you go. Easy, easy. Um, Riley, so you thank you, we, Plop Fifteen. You know we have a promo code, Riley. Oh, we do. Tell about the promo code, Dennis. If you're buying anything at ChannelFollow.com or if you're signing anything up for CFB Pro, and mm. you don't want Riley to get the credit alone. Use code SMAR, S-M-A-R, yeah. baby. And look, you know, ordinarily, because I'm an avaricious, you know, money-hoarding dragon, this would ordinarily be the case. So well, you just use my code. Don't worry about SMAR. But no, no, no. No, no, I have to say, half the work, Dennis, half, you do half the work. Well, half the work is generous, but you do some, You do a, a percentage of the work for this hey, podcast. Man, say, showing up is half the battle, and I do that every time. You do do that every time. You do show if that's all, if that's all that you need, yeah, okay. So you can use the uh, the promo code S M A R all caps, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's the, that's the way to support the show and make sure that Dennis lines his pockets with uh, with that good promo code promo promo code gold there. Um, anyway, Dennis, should we begin the show? Let's begin the show. Let's look at some magical bottles. Let's kick this thing off, Dennis, with a nice, easy one. Let's let's ease out. We don't want to start with the hard stuff, right? No. Let's let's take let's take a, a real sitter here. This one comes from Dustin Callahall, and I really like the fact that this is becoming how people are asking the question now. <clears throat> is my asshole magical? <laughs> <laughs> I went to a PTQ back in the days, and I went X two and got paired up against a person who was X one one. I was playing to earn planeswalker points. I was attempting to earn some buys at a GP. And I watched him stumble through KCO combo and I ruined his combo halfway through both games, beat him 2-0. Nice. Mm-hmm. He requests that I say he won in two so that he gave a shot at the rest of the tournament that I had at no chance of making top eight, of course. At X and two, you're not going to make it. At X one and one, maybe you do. I declined as I wanted more Planeswalker points. The guy got pretty upset with me and in the next round, a couple of tables over, started ripping into me because I made him not be in top eight contention over one pack as I was still live apprising. Fairly certain that this is just that guy's the asshole, but I always felt like there's a chance that I was the ass for not letting him have the win when there was not much riding on it for me. I was basically there dream crushing at that point. Dennis, is Dustin Callahall the asshole? So, Riley, there's a, there are fastballs, yes. right? Mm-hmm. There are normal mm-hmm. pitches. Yes. There are softballs. Yes. And there was rolling the baseball from the mound yes. towards the hitter, and that is what this one is. Uh, you know what? This one might even just be T-ball. Yeah, yeah, it's on the rope. Yeah, it's 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 sitting on top of a little T. Then you just, yeah. just whack it. Yeah, this right, is the yeah. easy. Yeah, this is so easy. I don't this believe this is it. so easy. There's so, there's so, like this other and I encounter a lot of magic players like this. Well, this is the only like the, I you know I don't I, this is sort of 
I'm, I'm putting this question in because there is actually a discussion. Yeah, there's a lots and lots of It's not just like the short and it's sweet not just is like, no, you're not the asshole. You're entitled yes. to win. You're entitled to your own, you know, shot in the race. If you're your yeah. pack, you won it, you earned it. Yada yada. Plans, rock points, all that stuff. Hmm. If this person is like, oh, he robbed me of my top eight spot or shot at top yeah. eight, that that guy's then robbing somebody else. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I, Riley, you know how Ma- you know Magic Gathering tournaments are collaborative events where you all work together to figure out who yes. deserved most to <laughs> be in top eight. It, yeah. It's a cooperative and collaborative experience. Yeah, no, that's right. No, it's a competitive game. You lost. You get nothing. Good day, sir. I just really like your point there because, you know, the reason I put this in, I was like, well, this is actually an interesting discussion to have. It's very clear that Dustin's not in the wrong here, but there are a lot of people who do have that sense of entitlement, right? And this is something that I think people need to overcome. This sense, like, oh, I deserve it. I'm the one, that, you know, I got the bad pairing, whatever. No, no, The no. whole social pressure to intentionally draw into top eight is similar as well. I mean, you can you can make d- decisions based on whatever you want, right? And you can think, but, but one of the point that I want to come back to that you made that's actually really, really good here is that think about the person on the next table over mm-hmm. who sees this conversation go down, right? Sees Dustin give the opponent the win, right? And then they get knocked out of top eight mm-hmm. because Dustin, like, no, did, did they not deserve the the top eight spot? No, absolutely not. So that's actually a really interesting lens to put it through. It's a zero sum, like they're only, top, it's called the top eight for a reason. It's not top eight, oh, I guess we'll let you in as well because you deserve it. All right, it's a top nine, everyone. We'll figure it out how, how it works later. Like, no, very clearly this person has got the wrong end of, somehow they got the wrong end of the stick with one of the most straightforward situations you can, I don't know, man, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Riley, I want to tell a story, or more specifically, I okay. want you to tell a story. And I know there's a chance okay. you cut this out. Okay. But I want you to tell a story of the most difficult top eight announcement you've ever had to do at a competitive Magic the Gathering event. Oh, my goodness. Do I have to do I this? I think you do have to do this. Oh, my Juan, goodness. Juan, really spin up the reel. This. Get it ready. Get it ready for the Twitter clip. Uh, so one time, we're at a GP... <laughs> And I was, I was doing, I was the floor reporter, right? Mm-hmm. So it got to the top eight announcement and Dennis like, hey, do you want to do it? I'm like, great. Because normally oh, just a judge that. does it. And like, it's a nice thing, but like I, I knew Riley could do a little bit more pomp and circumstance and it'll be a little more entertaining, just, you, you know. A know, little, little bit of zip and zap and it turned out to be really entertaining. It, didn't it? sure did. <laughs> now, obviously what you normally do in most, in, in almost every other area of competition, you count backwards up, Right. Because it's about who came first. Yeah, you would go third, second, first. But in a top eight, it's obviously the, the, the real is sweat the most is important eighth. one. Exactly. Yes. So I go uh, in first place. Blah 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 blah. Hooray, blah, blah, whatever. You know, for second place, blah, blah, whatever. Right. Get down there. Down to seventh. I'm like, oh, just you did the Marshall Sutcliffe. Only two more. And now the final competitor in our yes. top eight of Grand Prix, whatever it was, you did the whole shebang. On the and intercom for the, the whole, whole hall listening, thousands yes. of Magic players. All of the people in contention circled around me, fingers crossed, you know, fists balled in tension. Thousands it was, it of was, dollars on the line, riding on the oh. next words that come out of Riley's mouth. And I look at the sheet that's in front of me. I look at the name that's in ninth and I say, you better not say that name because that's going to be the worst thing. Make sure you say the name above it. And then I said, and in eighth place, the name of the person in ninth place. <laughs> he goes mental. He screams, yes, 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 Jumping yes. up like and down. He jumps around, friends are hugging him, that sort of stuff. And I was like, I just, I like, I, I've i done, um, man, I've made some mistakes in my past. And you know that clawing, icy grip. You Steve Harvey'd it. Like, it was, it was like my stomach imploded on itself. I saw Riley's right? eyes. I saw him look at the sheet. I could tell something was wrong. A second. Yeah, but then you. But, but then d- you're like, maybe if I just eat this pairing, eat, eat this standing sheet, no one will ever did, know. And we can did I, did, on. Hang on, wait. Did I tell you that? I think you might have told me. I might have. I don't know if I told you that or not. But it's funny because obviously, obviously, I would, obviously, this wasn't actually going to happen. Work. But the, the first thing that went through my head was, if I play it cool, maybe no one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they will when the pairings go up and the other guy's not on it. <laughs> oh. But I just, I, you know what I, I think it was, right? I think, like, in my head it was, like, as a primary school teacher, as a trivia show host, as a DM in, in Dungeons & Dragons, right? Sometimes you can fudge some stuff oh, and get yeah. away with it, oh, right? yeah. Like, sometimes if you read it out wrong, you're like, oh, well, I guess this is the new reality now. I guess you did Derek get that question wrong, yeah. you know? 
So I, that was my first reaction. For half a second, I was like, can I just ride this out? And then I was like, wait, no, obviously I can't. You look, obviously you there's look over no way Eric I can. Levine like, sitting on the computer brandishing like, Wizards of <laughs> Reporter well, at you being like, not, not today. That, it's, it's also like horrifically unethical well, for me to too. be like, mm, sorry, I'll condemn the person who actually came eighth. Sorry, they go to the dustbin just to cover my ass. So no. Well, no, because Roddy, you I don't then, know. The guy in ninth, he could have been playing against someone in the early rounds who had been paired up. And that person could have cost him their tiebreaker. So he deserved to oh, be in sure. top eight. Oh, sure. I mean... The, the, he deserved the, to be in top eight from the, from the get-go. <laughs> okay. All right. And that's what I was trying to do, Dennis. I was just trying to right, right the wrong the, the entire way through. Oh, it was so bad. And I immediately ate crow. It was awful. I had to then go, sorry, sorry, sorry. I read that wrong, right? <coughs> it's actually this person. And do you know the worst thing about it, Dennis? Mm. Is that the guy whose name I read incorrectly immediately scarpered? Yeah, just right. Left. Didn't hang around for Tail it. Tail his legs. I couldn't. I just wanted to go and apologize. I just wanted to go. Of course, and what mate, else did you do? He's embarrassed. I'm so he's, sorry, but he just yeah. left. I sometimes so, Ryan, I still feel bad about it. Sometimes if I've burned the inside of my mouth eating like a ham and cheese toasty and it was too hot or whatever, or if it's raining yeah. outside and I've like gotten my socks wet, or if I'm like on a yep. call really late at night and I'm having a really, really crummy day, I'll just close my yeah. eyes and I'll think about you looking at that standing sheet. And the look in your eyes, and it just makes everything feel a little better, man. Just that, 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 <laughs> the, the, the beautiful conjunction of cosmic horror mm-hmm. and me also being like, can I get away with this? <laughs> I saw, okay, A, can you get away with this? And B, and you're like, if I think really hard, maybe I can just give myself a brain aneurysm and we can just exit this situation <laughs> entirely. Or I just collapse. Maybe, actually, that was the out, right? That was the Take out. A heart it was for me to like, for me to have a heart attack, or for me to have another brain aneurysm, or something, and then no one's cared about no one cares about the top eight. Now the headline is Riley Knight rushed to hospital with a, a, the, with a brain aneurysm. Oh, that that was my out. I should have done that. Oh, Dennis. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to leave this in. I mean, I don't really want to. It's going to be on Twitter, mate. It's a great story. Oh dear. Can I just say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like I, I, I yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't remember which event it was at. Do you? No, because we I can could look it up. Figure it. We could probably look it up and find. We, we could find who came ninth, and I could try to make some. Send him two hundred bucks or whatever. The difference between eighth and first. I mean, if it, if it was you, if it were you who I did this to, please tell me so I can in somehow I can somehow <laughs> ro- write this wrong because I I still you know you I, this doesn't happen to me too often, which I think means that I don't have too many embarrassing things that like keep me up at night. But you know, sometimes like when you're about to go to sleep, oh, and everyone's yeah. like, "Hey, remember this thing?" Like, there's not there's not too many like one time i called my primary school teacher dad and that's yeah, like yeah. and everyone laughs and obviously but that, you know it's pretty it's pretty small ball this is one where i just wish i could men in black myself just, pew, all gone just i wish i could i wish i could eternal sunshine of the spotless mind just that memory because it is like even now it is making me feel so uncomfortable and i know you're loving I love it as it. well you you vexatious villain you're you are loving me feeling as like much this. as as much as um uh, positions in a top eight are zero sum. The enjoyment in man riders conversations like this are also zero sum. The more uncomfortable inside you get, the happier I feel, baby. <laughs> oh, well, I guess a lot of people listening to this are going to be able to, you know, sustain themselves off the yeah. same energy there, Dennis. So we're, we're doing them a favor. Kopf Stark writes in Riley and asks, am I the magical asshole? Mm-hmm. I was playing in a fairly casual LGS modern tournament with Azorius Control. I was still building the deck and adding cards whenever I could. I go into round 3, 0 and 2, paired against a younger player, probably 11 or 12 years old, playing red, fast stuff. (laughs) I use a couple removal spells, and when I cast a second snapcaster, my opponent says, geez, how many of those do you have? Forgetting I had just picked up the third, I answer, I only have two. A turn or two later, I draw the third and use it again to flashback more removal. Opponent gets real tilted and says, I thought you said you only had two. I say, oops, I just picked up the third. Am I the magical asshole? You certainly come across as the magical asshole, but yeah. the intent was not there. So I think cosmically, karmically, you're in the clear. Yeah, I think I think intent comes uh, comes down to it as well. And this actually provoked a very interesting discussion, Dennis, in the Discord, uh, in in the um, in the smart discussion uh, Discord. There, people were talking about. Um, what you should say in situations like this. Like, I don't think you're the asshole for doing this. I think you should be more mindful. The point that I was going to make before I read through that discussion is I think you need to be more mindful when you're playing against kids in particular because... Right, I, I kind of forgot about that part, yeah. Because if you're playing against someone... Like, if, if I were playing against someone else who I was, you know, who I could tell was very experienced or had been playing for a long time or whatever else, right, um, you just don't even answer. 
Like, how many of them playing? Well, you don't like you well, just, at, least, at least two, and that's what everyone in the Discord was saying. Like, you at least two, right? Like, that's that's always the answer. But I think when you're playing against a kid, like, and and someone pointed this out in the discussion as well, it's a good opportunity to if it depends on what your sort of standing or what your relationship with the person you're playing against is. It's a good idea to kind of get them in the headspace of why that's not a good question to ask. Do you know what I mean? Because like, it I doesn't. Mean- help you in any way like you you, everyone everyone can play between zero and four copies of a card and asking that sort of question it doesn't like it's taking up gigabytes in your brain i mean i think we're assuming and i don't know the intonation the kid said it with but i think we're assuming that it was a genuine question it might not have been like it's like oh how many of those do you have your appropriate response to that is oh it's a pretty good card huh yeah yeah yeah, it's kind of busted but if it's like no, but I think it was, I think that, because it's like, geez, how many of those do you have? It's like, surprise. I, I don't think you, I just don't think you give a numerical answer. Or as you're saying, as most people in the Discord agreed, you say at least two, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there is, there's a, a broader thing to address here, which is like, why you shouldn't ask questions like that? Because you're taking your, I mean, your opponent, your opponent doesn't have to be honest with you and they don't have to give you an answer and that's... I don't know. I, do, I just don't see the value in asking questions like that. Having said, this, this is a kid. So, you know, maybe it's an opportunity for them to learn why that isn't the sort of angle of attack you should take when attempting to figure right. out, you know, <laughs> how your opponent's deck is built. I'm not sure. Uh, definitely feel bad, though. Definitely feel yeah, bad. Yeah, it's one of those things. It, it's it's kind of like a Zen Buddhist. There's the helicopters are circling my home. I'm sure that's coming through on the recording. I'm not actually certain. No, I can't hear any of the helicopters. Why are but, they coming um, for you, Dennis? If they, they they're, they're coming for Mozart, and you're the only way that they yeah, know how to, yeah. <laughs> how to track you down. But um, it's one of those like it's like a Zen riddle. Like Mm-mm. if I if I come across as an asshole, and what I said makes me look like an asshole, and the other person thinks I'm an asshole, am I just an asshole? You know, I didn't mean mm. to be. Mm. I don't think it's unreasonable for someone who viewed that to walk away and think, "Wow, what an asshole!" But we exactly. have we've got we've got the benefit of seeing what was going on in your head. And if you didn't mean it, like obviously you're not trying to shark a twelve year old. No. Um, but I mean, if you were, and if someone reasonably deduced or induced from that experience that that's what you were doing, I, I think that they'd be you know able Defensible, to think or right? say yeah. that. But but I mean, yeah, it's not. It's 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 clearly not the case here, right? I don't no, know. I mean. I think you can feel fine, whoever, um, you know, cough start going to bed and not think you did an assholey thing. Hmm. But understand that if somebody watched this and if, and if you know, hmm. certainly what that other kid felt, you could come across as an asshole. And I think that would be entitled to view you as such. Yeah. It's tricky. It's hard. It's tricky. Like maybe, maybe you explain it afterwards. Maybe that just makes it worse. I don't know. It depends mm. on the dynamic at the table. It depends how things go. It depends how apologetic you were when you drew the third one. There's all sorts of stuff going on in here. But. I think broadly speaking, and again, on the consensus on the Discord that people reach is, you just say like, yeah, at least two, you know, <laughs> but uh, between between zero and four and at least two now. So <laughs> we got another question here. Uh, another Am I the Arsehole question, Dennis, that was sent in by your fix. Not my, my fix. fix. Yeah, your fix. Oh, no, this you. is actually your like Y-O-R-E, like your tiller, your fix. Mm-hmm. Um Again, is my asshole magical? I love this. Um, my friend and I went to a Guild of Ravnica draft a couple of years ago. Okay. It was one of our very first in-person events. I knew I shouldn't stand over his shoulder and say anything and vice versa, but I couldn't help myself from at least watching his match after mine had concluded. Yeah, fair enough. His opponent targeted a hexproof creature with removal spell and proceeded to swing for lethal, and my friend just let it happen. I understand that I'm not supposed to give game advice, but as it was one of my very first imper- ever in-person events, I thought that a rules clarification wouldn't hurt anyone. I mentioned that the creature has hexproof. They were cool about it and rewinded, kept playing. And I don't even know how the game ended up. Was I the asshole for mentioning anything at all? Or should I have just let the game end like that? This is an interesting misconception here, Dennis. Yeah, that's not outside advice. No. I mean, it's here's the thing, though. It's a, mis- it's a double misconception. Because one, that's not outside advice. If you start tapping at a GP, you should stop the match and call a judge. Yes. This is an FNM, though. You still do it. You still do it, but people might think you're being... I mean, I don't think you are, but I think some people could misconstrue this as taking it too seriously. No, I think... The, no, no, no. I think this is pretty clear-cut. Because it's a hex-proof creature and because they do... And it's if an illegal game action. Of, yeah, like it's an illegal game action. It's not It's not, It's not. not a sort of like, oh, you forgot a trigger or oh, you did this or you did that. It's a thing that actually can't take place, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're... I don't know. I mean, this has happened to everyone, right? Um, you They attack with your 2-2. Two, two, 
you block with a two three like oh, it's safe they pump it and you're like yep okay sure and then you just forget to put because in your brain it's like surviving you're like oh wait yeah of course you mm-hmm. need to be reminded to put it in the graveyard little things like that it happens to everyone so in that situation no if you're sitting and watching i think you actually almost have a responsibility to point it out to be honest um I think so, you know, in this case, I think the definitely did the right thing. I think some yeah. people could misconstrue this as taking it too seriously or being quote unquote rules lawyery, but I think they will be wrong to think that. I think they're wrong to think that as well. And I think at a GP, you should never intervene like this yourself. At a GP, at a, at a higher level than casual rules enforcement level, you always tell the players, you say, "Stop! I need to call a judge." Right? You mm-hmm. don't tell you don't tell them why. You don't give them. You just say, "Stop! I need to call a judge." Right? Mm-hmm. But at this level, I think you can say, "Hey, that has hexproof, and that's fine." Right? Like at F and M, if someone's going to take you to town over not having called a judge for that sort of stuff, they're the one who is now taking it too seriously. Like, you, you can definitely... Not, yeah, because at that point, they're trying to get some something over on someone. Yeah, exactly. Why does the judge need to be involved? You know that it's a hex Yeah, but this, sound, this sounds a, like... This is like just an innocent mistake. And it sounds like they didn't mind either, so I think you're perfectly in the clear here. Yeah, there's not... I don't think anyone in this situation is the arsehole, but I think that your fix, at the very least, is just... Um, has a misconception that this sort of thing could ever be contentious. And let me tell you this, your fix. If anyone ever picks you up on doing anything like this they're in the wrong 100 percent. like there's mm-hmm. no situation in where you intervening to fix a game rules issue like this it depends how active you are i guess if you're if you're being like hey idiot that's got hex proof you cheater like if you do that then maybe you know but just i've just realized something that, interesting riley you're sitting in a slightly different angle today than you usually do okay which means that i can see the reflection of you in the mirror behind you Okay, yes. And I've just thought about how terrifying it would be if only your reflection turned around and looked the same way as... Oh, yes. Just looking to the camera. Um, so if you want to see what my setup is like, uh, you can watch my stream, twitch.tv slash Tower. But in the background, yeah, in the background of my, my room... I've you got, got a, a, a big a, full mirror wardrobe. Big, Yeah, big big, big mirrored wardrobe. And uh, people often, often make jokes about how, you know, they can see stuff on the second monitor. Like, Dennis, how, it's pretty big, but you can't see anything on my second monitor there. Like, I, I can see that you have our call on your... Well, it yes. looks like your left-hand monitor, so it's actually your yeah, right-hand monitor. Yeah, I can monitor. move you over to there, and now you can see that you're on the other one. Yeah, yeah. yeah like and that. And I can see... I assume you have the dock, the show notes open on the other one. Show notes open on the other one, like a professional. That's right, yep. You know what's hilarious? I, I, I also have two monitors. Yeah. On my left monitor, I have the, the call where I can see yes. you. There's just nothing on the other monitor. I could have had the show notes over there. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I can tell you why, Dennis. Why? It's because usually when you record, you're playing bloody League of Legends or, or you're drafting or doing something. So you're used to not having anything. You're not used to not having any work on the second <laughs> Let monitor. Let me share my monitor with you, Riley. Let me just okay, share screen. Gonna, this, Here's this, screen this, one. Obviously, yep. infinite zone of you are called over and over again. Now it's, now it's just a, a, a mirror this gallery. This is there, all yep. that's on screen two. <laughs> Oh, that's a very nice. Oh, that you've got the. Um, oh, okay. You've got the Jedi Archives from Trinity, um, yeah, Trinity College Dublin Library. But also the League of Legends client. <laughs> also the League of Legends client. Getting ready, hopping to a hopping to a quick game later on, Dennis. In case the podcast gets a little bit boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've thought about playing Dennis. a game of League or of Overwatch or something. Or I used to play Magic during the podcast. I've done that before for sure. Yeah, but, the old the old uh, the old Louis Scott Vargas trick. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I thought about playing League, and I think I would. I think it would affect my attention in the podcast at least a little bit. I really, ways. really envy your ability to multitask because you can do it. And I do notice sometimes, but a lot of the time, like I'm just oblivious to the fact that, you know, you've got a, and this, this video setup that we have here is, is about accountability. Yeah. It's so we don't have your cat jumping across your keyboard all the time. Yeah. It's know? so that I haven't actual walked away while you're in the middle of telling a story to get a snack. Dennis, if I, if I bought an enormous mirror, mm-hmm. would you mount it on the wall behind you? For you. So I can, I mean, it so would I be can hideous, keep an eye? So no, but in, in, in principle, yes, I would. You wouldn't do it for me because why? Because I wouldn't hate, I would hate, I would hate to have the big mirror on the wall all of the, for the, 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 Every every time that isn't the two hours to record the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, um, I'll just trust in your, you know, ability to stay focused just for 45 me. minutes. <laughs> oh, he's off. He's gone. He's doing something. He's, he's, ta- he's typing away. All right, Dennis, it's time for me to get my butane tank and get my um my what are the you know the things were they like the lighter things where it's got like a, not like a cigarette lighter but it's got like a stick on it like a long one so you can light things from like a, oh like like yeah like a like a long like a safety like lighter a safety light i don't know what it's called anyway um uh, time to gather them get the tongs <laughs> give them a give them a, a practice snap you know you always do that when you pick up the tongs because <laughs> it's time to pop you on the grill dennis
Oh wow! Okay, I was that was a that was a circuitous route to get to that. Why one. do you? Why do dads do that? Dude, snap the yeah, tongs. Yeah, why you got to snap the tongs? Make sure they still work. But of course, like <laughs> makes them functional. Oh, yep, still still snapping. I don't know what what what. Are you a bar? Are you a barbecuey guy, right? Oh, lo- are you the guy that at a barbecue stands over and put hands on his hips like ah. Oh. Gonna be good. It's almost done. No, I I like. I mean, I like a barbecue. I like to eat the barbecue. I don't like to do the work on the barbecue though. Like I'll let I'll let someone. You know, here's something else. You can relate to this because you actually can't do this. But I don't like to drive. Yeah, they can relate. Like to if I if I that. if I go out anywhere with Megan, Megan always drives. I mean, it's her car usually, which is. But for you, so you you you'd rather be like a lackadaisical guy. Like if you wanted to put something on the barbecue, like say you want to say you're cooking something, yeah. right? At a friend's barbecue, yeah. and. You you wouldn't want to get up and walk all the way over and put it on there. Say it's like some sort of seafood item, and you wouldn't want to like get up and physically move all the way over to the barbie. You would just you would just throw it on. You just throw I would the shirt. Throw, I would the throw the prawn on the barbecue. Yes, <laughs> from across the garden. Yeah. I would throw. <laughs> oh dear! It's you know the most annoying thing about that is we don't call them shrimps. No, you call them we prawns. call them prawns. Well, those are different. Are those not different animals? I don't think. I think it's just an American versus a, a British way of saying things. Shrimp versus prawn difference. Yeah. They are different animals. They're different animals? Okay. Well, we, yes. we call them prawns. What we, you don't get shrimp. You don't have shrimp. Uh, they look basically the same, but they are allegedly Just different. sea bugs. I, don't, I mean, I don't eat them anyway because they're just, bu- they're just the bugs of the they're sea. They're gross. They're yeah. so gross. Like, I don't- they're delicious, though, man. Hmm? They're delicious. Uh, they do taste very good, but they're still just disgusting. And they make, a, they make a mean cocktail. They do. A shrimp cocktail. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know why we haven't penetrated the mystery of, of, of how. Why are there prong cocktail flavored crisps? Well, that you know in Australia what we call them? Huh. Light and tangy. I suppose they are, but you don't describe anything else based on the flavors. It's, you describe it on the ingredients. Do you know what else is really weird? The the colors. Mm. <clears throat> so the there's a standard set across brands no, it's different. That's not true. It's not across brands. In Australia, it's the sta- it's uh, like blue is original, right? No, red is no, original. No, this is the thing. Our colors are different for the for the different colors of mm-hmm. potato chips in Australia. Blue is original. Pink, ready salted. Yeah. Pink. What yeah. is it for you? Prawn no, cocktail. Salt and vinegar. Prawns are pink though. <laughs> yeah, so it's salt and vinegar. Apparently, uh, salt and vinegar is blue. Green. Cheese no. and onion. Usually, I chicken. guess. Chick. Whoa, that's a separate issue. Chicken flavor. Yeah, chicken flavor. Yeah, it doesn't taste like chicken. It tastes like chicken flavor. It tastes like chicken salt. Cheese and onion is yellow. Yeah, it, so rather than rather than sweet and tangy, what chicken is moreish and disappointing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like chicken flavored chips. Um, cheese and onion is yellow. That makes sense. Cheese is yellow. Sure. Yeah. Um, barbecue orange. Yeah, brown maybe. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, orange. Yeah. yeah, but it's just it's it's we. I don't know. I don't know how the 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 chip meta evolved differently in Australia than it did to you know other parts of the world. But uh, yeah. That's the those are the flavor potatoes. Are there any, uh, so now that you live here and have lived in Europe for quite some yes. time, are there some Australian snacks that you miss, oh like Tim Tams goodness. or whatever? I mean, Tim Tams are fine. Tim Tams are kind of overrated. Tim Tams are the bacon of Australian chips. Everyone kind of goes mental, mm. like they're the unicorn of it. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, it's uh, Tim Tams." They're fine. They're just fine. They're not. They're okay. What I really miss, Dennis, is shapes. Sh- shapes. We have shapes here, man. Do you have shapes? Just geometry? Yeah, <laughs> I really miss shapes. I just haven't seen a square for, you know, years. Yeah, this no, this, we, this listless blob we have, that is the European continent. Everything is so amorphous in Europe. Um, no, we have, a, we have a series of snacks in Australia called shapes, right? And they come in... Shapes? I feel, I feel, I'm googling shapes, snacks, yeah. Australia. And they come in many different shapes and sizes. Uh, and there's lots of different flavors, like the... Arnott's, Arnott's make Arnott's them. shapes, yeah. So there's savory, which is very boring. My dad used to get savory shapes. I didn't like them. Uh, pizza shapes are very good. Uh, barbecue shapes are amazing. They're hexagonal. So are the pizza shapes, actually. Um, chicken crimpy is a flavor. I don't know what crimpy is, but chicken crimpy is mm. a flavor. Uh, there's cheddar, but the best one, of course... Nacho cheese, nacho cheese. Look at the shape of the nacho that cheese one as well. It's uh, nacho it's cheese. really really. Oh, this I'm trying so to get my hands on some shapes for you. Can oh, don't bother. You can get them here. They're like four four pounds a, a packet, and it's yeah, pizza flavor shapes. Yeah, yeah. The, Baked, not fried. Flavor you can see. Flavor you can that's see. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the tagline. Flavor you can Seventeen see. euros for a box of yeah, shapes. Yeah. yeah, they're pricey, man. At home you get them like two fifty, but um, which is you know seventeen euro cent or whatever. The place that sells them here, by the way, is kiwi.ie, purely, purely of your people. No, not of my people, Dennis. That's why it's seventeen. Yeah. That's why it's seventeen euros because it's obviously coming via New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they go ship it from from, the, from, New, Zealand from New Zealand exports. 
from the export company. Export. Yes, seven. As opposed to the Australian export no, company. No, export. I've no, done this a thousand no, times, no. Dennis, and I'll do it again. New Zealanders have a very different accent to Australians. New Zealanders, they say, get in the car. And we say, get in the car. It's completely different. I can actually tell what the difference. Because it's a different accent. It's a different accent. But most people, I promise you. Anyway, um, I do miss shapes. I miss shapes a lot. They're really, really tasty. Megan, Megan tracks them down for my birthday. And um, I've still got half a bag in the in the cupboard I'm saving. I might even, oh, maybe I'll eat them today now. Or maybe I'll eat them. I've got still half a packet of, uh, of, of pizza shapes in the in the cupboard. I miss, from the old country, I miss Yadro and Motokex. Those are, those Sorry, are Dennis, I'm going to have to stop you there. Motokex? Moto Kex. Kex just means cookie. Yes. But Moto. Yeah. Like Yugi like Yugi Moto. Like search search Moto Kex. Okay, Moto Kex. Alright, let's have a look for Moto Kex. M O T O K E K S. K S, like the alt right meme. hundred um, percent. Yeah, no, Kex is the same in um I think German. Oh, these don't look very nice at all. They're delicious. Are they really good? They just yeah. look like jam ever, fancies. They look like j- jammy dodgers with chocolate. <gasps> oh, is that chocolate? Oh, I'm much more interested now. I thought that was just like uh, like yeah, strawberry jam filling. They're really, really strong. So you dip them in milk yeah. and you wait and you wait and you wait and you ah, wait. Ah, yes. And then Make them sloppy. You get a sloppy boy in there. Yeah, okay. And then Yadro, if you look up Yadro, J-A-D-R-O. Sorry, J-A-D-R-O. A-D-R-O. Okay. These are premium. The premium biscuits. Premium Hungarian snacks here. Oh, they look very good actually, yeah. Got to stack it down the Napolitanki. Napolitanke. Napolitanke. It's so funny. It's like you're a different person when you talk in when you when you talk in you know Hungarian. Hungarian. I was trying to think of it. <laughs> I was, I was thinking of another another Central European language. Yeah. <laughs> when you speak in your Romanian, Dennis, you sound like a different person. It's really very funny. Um, what were we talking about? Customer service. Customer issue. service issue. We got a very serious customer service issue. All right, and I've got I've caught. You're going to put me. You're, you're going to throw me on the bar. I'm going to throw you on the grill. Like, That's right. Like, I'm going to toss you like on the grill shrimp, like yeah. so many prawns, Dennis. Are you ready? <clears throat> because as the senior vice president of, I don't even know what your job title is, but you, I, prawn outreach. We've had um, a danker point, right? A dancer point has got in touch with, a, and, and she's got a very serious issue here. To, uh, and she says, <clears throat> pretty disappointed in CP customer services inability to handle a pretty straightforward request. And she... Um, no, we take things like this very seriously. Very we take our customer service department very seriously. And she encloses and a photo of the support. issue here. Um, yeah, so there's an order here for, for a Double Masters booster box, box Masters. fulfilled. And she, she's holding the box here in the photo. Yep. And the order comments say, I don't see an option on the product page of which version of Double Masters I'm ordering, so I assume I need to put it in here. I would like to receive the smaller edition of this booster box with Riley and Dennis as the two masters. Parentheses. I don't think we can mix and match, right? Thank you. And she's got just Chandra and what looks like like an angel or something. Pan- no, no, I think it's Kalia. Yeah, it's Kalia. Oh, it is Kalia. And who? But is that Steel Overseer? It's or Kalia and like I don't know, Platinum Imperium or something. Platinum Colossus. Or something. Yeah. It's not, it's not, okay. So, um, Dennis, is there anything you'd like to say to at Anchor Point at this point? Um, well, I would like I would like to let her know that we've take we take the, we take these kind of things very seriously. Mm-hmm. I've already uh, I've forwarded this onto the, onto the channels that you know it should necessarily go to. And I would like to assure you that everyone in the warehouse has been taken out back and shot. Whoa. We're hiring new new staff from the get go. <laughs> no, but I do wonder. I do wonder if anybody reads comments like like well, the, like that aren't related to like actual delivery things. I mean, I definitely do. I have a little online shop for um uh, half. Yeah, I would wager Chan Farbal gets more orders each day than you. Than HalfHouseHistory dot net. So than HalfHouseHistory dot BigCartel dot com. Yes, it's probably close. But I like reading them. Sometimes, sometimes people put like nice little bit of bits of feedback in there. Sometimes, I, you know, the one that I like the most is like, "Hey, if it's not too trouble, too much trouble, could you send me like a, ti- a signed token or something?" It's like that's not even close. Like, yes, of course. I'll, like, that's not even. Yeah, yeah. You know, something like, "Oh, please, you know, I don't." It's like, it's it's. Hey, if it's not too much trouble, could you make me a ham and cheese sandwich <laughs> and please, send it through the post? The- yeah, sure. I don't know. That would go. You know, I sent a, a package off recently. It took two months to get there. Two months to get across the Atlantic. A package that's arriving for me. That has oh, that also. Yeah, we should. T- well, this is this is something I wanted to talk about, Dennis. I mean, this is obviously an ex- inexcusable error. I don't know what what the mm. recompense here for at Anchor Point is, um, but you know, I'm sure you'll. I told you it was it was swift and merciless swift justice. Swift and merciless justice. Entire warehouse stuff there. Um, but have, let's let's talk about bad customer experience. First of all, I want to talk about good customer experience um, uh, uh, experiences that I've had. Uh, so I recently got you something for your birthday, uh, mm. which was in the 28th of June. Happy birthday, Nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Thank you me. some custom-made business cards. 
Uh, would you like to yes. share what they have on them, Dennis? Or uh, have you got? They have a. They have. Oh, I think I have one here. The other ones are in the other room, so I can't go get them quite easily. They've got. They've got a picture of you in a bathrobe. They got a picture of me in a bathrobe, which you scrapped off my Facebook. I believe. Yes. And I can't remember what does what does the title say? Chibo and Chief. Chibo and Chief, which is a, an old affectionate yeah. nickname that we have for each other, and yeah, yeah. Executive Cheesebag. Executive cheese yes, bag, yes, and then so it's, it's got the, stra- I mean, the cheese bag com at the bottom of it in case people considering they're it. entirely unusable because of the nonsense titles and the photo of me in a bathrobe on them. The gra- I'm upset with how nice the graphic design and typography. The design is very good, isn't it? I, oh, I can. Do- it's I, really I, I good. Design a mean business card, Dennis. It's funny. They're really nice. Thank you very much. It's like it's like this. It's like very square and white and like a nice serif font and a black marble background. It's very nice. Very. It's 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 very it's for some very like it's some real. Uh, is it what is it American? Psycho? American Psycho. Yeah, some real yeah. American Psycho stuff there. I'd be getting chopped into little bits if uh, if Patrick Bateman saw this. Anyway. But you said there was a second half to my present, which never There's arrived. There's a second half to the present, which never never arrived. So I got in touch with the company that uh, that organized it, and I got in touch with them. They were like, oh, yeah, no, we've got no idea where it, where it is. We'll send it over to the deployment team. They, like, scoured the warehouse to see if it was sitting on a shelf somewhere. And I just got an email mm-hmm. just before we started this podcast saying, it'll be with you in three to five working days. Uh, we'll send you out a, a freshie. So you're getting a fresh one, Dennis. You're getting a fresh mug. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait for you to see this. Um, I'll tweet about it when well, I Well, because it's it's funny, you've something you've said on the show today, right? What is involved with the mug? Something you have said, oh, and wow. and obviously I couldn't, have, I can't have gone and put it on the show after this. It was something I put not. on yeah, before, yeah. and you've referenced it today, which is quite incredible. Oh, I'm very excited. Um, so look forward to that in three to five business days. But I want to talk to you about a very bad customer experience that I had. Does it say "world's best boss in Hungarian" or something? <laughs> That would have been very good, actually. <laughs> Just something in Hungarian. Oh dear, no, it's not. It's not. There's nothing in Hungarian. I can tell you that. Um, no, I want to tell you about a bad customer experience that I had. Right, <clears throat> check this out. Mm-hmm. So, I ordered a product. I'm not going to say what the product was. I'm not going to say, but I ordered a product for someone else. Right, it was being sent right. to an address that wasn't mine. Okay, so this person that gave me their address, I sent it to this thing, and let's say that it cost, let's say, ten euros. Right, it didn't, but let's say it cost ten euros. Sure. So, <clears throat> no worries. Order gets dispatched. I pay for it. Off it goes, right? A couple of weeks later, a month later, I get an email back saying, hey, the address, the address you gave us wasn't... Uh, oh, sorry. It was 10 euros with free shipping. That's important, right? It was 10 euros for the product, mm-hmm. free shipping. Um, it wasn't... Uh, the address that you gave us wasn't valid. So, it's it's been returned to our office here. What would you like us to do with it? Okay. Right? So, I say, okay... I contact the person. Oh, wrong address. Update the address. Give them the updated address. I'm like, hey, would you mind forwarding it to this address, right? They're like, sure. That will be 15 15 euros 50 for the postage. And I'm like- More than the price of the product. More than the price of the product. So let let me get this straight. You're selling a product for 10 euros with free shipping that costs you 15 euros 50 to then resend after it's like an interesting business am i being is this a hassle charge that i'm now paying because they didn't say like i don't know why it's 15 15 euro 50 to send like what what is it about the second the second time they have to go to the post office to send this one that's the one where they really get you no it's brutal yeah so i i replied back to them and i was like in that case would it not be better for me to just put in a new order for 10 for, for 10 euros with free shipping right and they said, and they uh, their reply was, I can't remember, but it was something along the lines of, "You can do that if you want." <laughs> so it's like, so you'd rather waste an, an extra one of these products, right? Like you'd rather have to be, like you'd have to make another one of these products to send out and just have the other one, what, just sitting? Did you put it in the garbage can? This is bizarre. This is somebody who, who this was above their pay grade, and this is what the the manual said to do. In this, and they just couldn't be bothered. It. Yeah, they couldn't be bothered escalating yeah. it, right? One time, my um, my strange customer service experience, even customer service, because I, I actually, whenever I call customer service, I, because of what basically we just talked about, I try really, really hard to be really like friendly. Yes, and nice, of course. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. never the person I'm talking to's fault that I'm annoyed about something. Yes. No one ever calls them to be like, hello, I'm just calling to let you know that I had my Burger King today for lunch and it was actually delicious and I want to let you know. I do that. Boop, boop, boop. I've Doesn't done that. that. I did that. I called Ooh, a, I person. called a feedback. Uh, I had to deal with a, someone on a call center, right? And then at the end... Right, it's like da da da. If you've got any feedback or anything, so I called them back and I was like, "Hey, I've just spoken to such and such," and 
They solved my problem. It was fantastic. Thank you. But I could tell the other person on the other end of the line was was waiting. They were ready for me to drop the hammer. And I was like, nope, just yeah. positive feedback. And they're like, okay, is there, no, just just had a just had a great experience with this person. So they're really good at their job. Thank you. That's it. I had a I had one like that where um somebody helped me through some I think it was an internet thing, mm-hmm. actually, internet issue for like 40, 45 minutes troubleshooting and they fixed it. Yep. And then I was like, is there somebody I can talk to about how like is there like a feedback? Is there a survey or something I can do? Yes, or yeah, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And they were like, not really. And they were like, I can put you through to my manager yeah. if you want. And I was like, yes, please. Yeah. And I bet- and they did. And I was like, hey, just want you to know, Jonathan did a fantastic job. And we feel really cared for, like a value customer. And, he helped me. and it was tricky, but he helped me through the whole time. And it was, it was wonderful. And they were like, oh, um, thanks, thanks. I guess. I the guess. first time this ever happened, I don't have a manual for how to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, one time I was checking into a hotel. And this isn't even a customer service issue. This is just a customer interaction issue. Yeah. I was like, hi, um, I have a room for two nights here. And they were like, yeah, what's the name? And I went, Dennis Stranjak. And they were like, Dennis Stranjak? And I was like, yeah, no, that's a weird name. And I was like, yeah, it's my name. That's <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> I like that as well because you don't have any choice. No. Like, it's not like, oh, sorry, my parents, it's sorry, my parents gave it to me. Like, I can, do you want to? I, that is uh, that is one of Adam Savadan's favorite stories, the person, because I think, I can't think he was there if I just told him, I met him later that day. I think it was in Seattle or something. Yeah. And he was like, and they were just like, weird name? And I was like, I guess. That is that's bizarre. So savage. Didn't realize I was checked in to get absolutely roasted. Yeah. I mean, you've been, we popped you on the grill today. You've been roasted. Can I tell you about yeah. an interaction that I had with a with a, a hotel concierge or hotel staff one time? Concierge. I arrived. I can't remember where it was. Concierge. I can't remember where it was. Go, it was, bu- go build that house in Age of Empires already. Concierge. <laughs> it was somewhere in, the, somewhere in the United States, right? My flight had been delayed. I was tired. It was like five in the morning my time or like even later, Woof. seven in the morning, right? I just wanted to get into bed. I just wanted to go to sleep, right? So I turn up and there was like a slight issue with my booking or something at the desk, right? And so by the time it went through, I'd been waiting at the desk for like 20 minutes or something. And they finally got there. Like, like, and by the time they like gave me the key, I was like, thanks very much. Grabbed the key off the thing with a bang, walked up to my room. I was like, and I was like, I was so ready to get into bed. But on the elevator right up, on the lift up to my room, just the guilt, man. Like just the mm. guilt. I was like, I can't do this. So I went to the room. I put my suitcase in, and I was like, Call reception. I, no, I walked back down. I got in the elevator. I went back Bro. down, and I said, "Listen, it wasn't your fault. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Like it wasn't clearly the issue. Like you didn't decide to make this pro- process harder for I me. I believe this was in Seattle for Command Fest because I think you're. Maybe it was. I think you told me about this the next yeah, day. I think because I felt. And you know what's the crazy part? Yeah, go on. That's where the person made fun of my name. Oh, so they didn't deserve it. Oh, Dennis. Oh, I shouldn't have apologized. I take it back. Oh, bugger. Same They're making guy. fun of your name and now I'm apologizing to them. Oh, they deserved every bit of passive aggressive rudeness they got from me, Dennis. Well, that is that for this week, Dennis. Uh, once again, thanks to Channel Fireball, the best place to go and buy and sell your cards on the internet. Well, hang on a second. We started recording at 2.30, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said I had a call at 4.30, yes. correct? Yes. And what time is it now? Yeah, it's 15.34. Wrong, Riley. It's time to duel. Oh, no! <laughs> you got me. Go! Oh, I was so proud of myself because we were watching... So, so, this is the secret Yu-Gi-Oh podcast, the Seto Scriber here. Um, Dennis tried to get me, because he tries to get me every week. When, if, if, you're, if you want to get in on this, by the way, join the Discord. If you're a, uh, a subscriber of mine on, uh, on Twitch or a Patreon supporter, you can, you, can come and watch a, you can come and watch Yu-Gi-Oh with us every week. It's, it's good fun. And every time as we're loading it up, Dennis is like, Dennis tries to get in a conversation about the time. He's like, wow, right, it's pretty late. What, hang on, wait, what time is it for you? He's like, we're in the same time zone, Dennis. I know what you're doing. Never I'm, flies out. I'm not going to give you the time, so you can, but you just It's time to... Oh, dear. We had some wild stuff happen in the Yu-Gi-verse this time, Dennis. The hacking, Riley, the hacking. The hacking. So now, obviously, last week we had someone attack the moon, and we're not going to, you know, that's that's a heady rush. We're not. Well, that's a high we're not going to come down from. Then they promised to duel a ghost, and in this this week's watch session, it turned out that ghost was just the embodiment of evil and a demon or something. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some real like it's now very supernatural. We've gone from like holograms yeah. to actual like dark magic here. But the best part that came out of the this is so for those of you who, who followed along, of course, or for those of you who've watched the show, this is the part where he duels ghost. Kaiba, right? Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, real Kaiba breaks into his own house to hack via sick music video, by the way. Yeah, with like a, a very, very cool bit of like that was amazing. But to hack the mainframe, as they say, the in- hack the industrial illusions mainframe to to sabotage. The- so this is kind of like 
if you wanted to alter the results of a pro tour hacking like walter right mm-hmm. hacking the pairing program which setokaba wasn't able to do because there was a picture of a vault a door that said keep that out. said keep out on it right he, he loaded up the program and there was a vault that uh that had keep out so dennis do you want to tell everyone how he got through that well, door right, he, he, well right, if you can't get into the system right, you have to just crash the system do you do that with like a ddos attack or something no no yeah. no, no you just you crash the satellite i don't mean the satellite system you take control of the satellite boost the rockets and smash it into the server room seemingly in like california on the map yeah norcal i don't know what so so when when the writers for this series were like all right well hang on he can hack it and maybe cause a computer crash and someone's like wait what's a computer crash and like i guess it's kind of like a car crash but with computers so sold (laughs) kaiba hacked a satellite and brought it out of the sky on top yeah. of the Industrial Illusions mainframe, like on, on their physical server space, right? Yeah. That was how he solved this problem and, and brought down the mainframe. Never mind that the way that he hacked into the satellite was apparently by uploading a picture of TNT. Yeah, yeah, he that breaks part? through the door by uploading a picture of TNT. He broke broke through the vault door TNT. TNT.png and he's in. Well, it might have been dot .gif actually because it did... It did animate a It did have an animate. It did have an animation. But that's how he hacked into it. So... I don't know what, like, if, I mean, it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. A, a, an mm-hmm. act of inter- international terrorism worked by by downing a satellite. But hey, Yugi won the duel. Yugi won the duels. The duels. All so. for nothing, by the way, because Kimo just took Mokuba away. Anyway. Oh yeah, the stakes for this duel were like the freedom of Saito's young brother, and yeah. uh, he was like, "If you win the duel, I'll give you his brother." And then he won the duel, and he just didn't. <laughs> I just ran away. Just didn't. Just ran away. <laughs> Dennis, when we first came across Yu-Gi-Oh! on this glorious podcast, and when you explained to me everything that it was in it, I was like, ah, oh, there's Dennis again. Classic Dennis, just exaggerating. This is this is more, I'm in the lobby nonsense from him. This is more, mm. yep, it's, you know, whenever Dennis tells a story, you just got to subtract anywhere between 5 and 25% and it, you'll get be close to the truth. Nope. Nope. Dennis actually told, like, Dennis was bang on the money. I just realized by, yep. te- by talking about crashing a satellite to save, save a, a ghost brother, like, it's just... Show's wild, man. It's a wild ride. It's a wild We're ride. We're coming up on back Bakura from school now. Ah, Bakura from school. Yeah. Mm. So this hidden character that's been made reference to a couple of times obliquely and now, oh man. I, I implore you, dear listener, if you are a sub already, if you are a it's patron on supporter. Netflix, yeah. Or even if you're just by yourself, just go and watch it. Just go, watching oh, it like, if, if you are a sub or a supporter, please come and watch this with us because it is Monday just nights. the most fun, right? Um, but if you're not, it's on Netflix. You've got a Netflix subscription. You can go there. We're up to episode 11. 12 or so, yeah. 11 or 12. Um, and, uh, yeah, because it is – If you hope, I hope you're following along at home. It is wild. It is just bananas. What what a what a trip, Dennis. Anyway. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Scrammy River, the MTG Advice Allegedly Advice podcast. Well, we gave out a fair bit of advice today. That's true, actually. Brought Ooh. to you, as always, by the fine folks over at ChampFobble.com. Please use code SMAR to support the podcast and all of your shopping for your cards and accessories and content over there. My name has been Dennis. Riley's name is Riley, and we'll continue to likely be until next week. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you then. Stay fresh. Cheers, guys. Cheers.